welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple, where you will find health solutions to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. We go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Hey, I'm Jolene. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health. I finally learned that I needed to take a holistic approach to health and give my body what it needed to thrive. If you are ready to find a health plan that is tailored to you and your current health, solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement, results that are undeniable like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss, this is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get Hey, hey. So, when we look at health from a holistic point of view, we need to take into account all things that actually affect our health, not just the food we eat or exercise, but external factors that affect our goals. Today, we're going to be talking about stress, mostly the external stressors that are put upon us from outside influences, life, work, family, anything that is outside that puts stress on us. And most of us feel like we have a really good handle on the stress and we may not actually feel stressed out, but we're still under stress. Stress has this huge impact on our overall health and will impact any of our weight loss efforts. Let's dive into the way that stress actually affects our physical body. When we experience any kind of stress, either chronic meaning long-term or acute meaning something at the moment, our body goes into a fight or flight mode, meaning we're either gonna fight the situation or we're gonna run away. Getting into this mode, our body then releases the two stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. Cortisol in particular can cause you to increase your appetite and it makes you start craving high calorie, sugary, fatty foods to kind of soothe and give you that energy to run away. This can actually lead to overeating, weight gain, and making it harder to achieve those weight loss goals. So we wanna try to reduce our stress. Now let's tackle adrenaline. What adrenaline does when it's released is it stimulates the breakdown of our stored glycogen, meaning the glucose that's in our liver, sometimes in our muscle tissue, so that we have this quick source of energy to run. But cortisol now just increased our appetite, so we're probably eating as well. So now we have this excess amount of energy, which is glucose flowing through our system, because when we eat, that creates energy as well. Between both of these hormones being increased, cortisol and uh, adrenaline, it then throws insulin out of whack. It either creates too much insulin being there for what's in our body or not enough. It leads to metabolic dysregulation and overall potential weight gain. It makes it hard for us to reach our health goals because our hormones, which are more than just sex hormones, we just talked about three that have nothing to do with the hormones we normally talk about, it throws them out of balance. So when any hormones are out of balance, our entire body is out of balance. So we need to do whatever we can to mitigate this fight or flight response so that we don't have an excess of cortisol or the excess of adrenaline. 
Now, coming back to what metabolic dysregulation, potential weight gain, basically that all leads up to a metabolism disruption. Our body is not um, working the way it needs to be. So it's negatively impacted your metabolism. It slows down the rate at which your body burns calories because our body is now in this fight or flight stage. So it wants to reserve energy for fighting or running. That makes it very difficult to maintain a healthy weight or actually lose weight. So that is probably the biggest impact stress has, but now we're gonna touch on some other ones. Have you ever gotten stressed out or upset at work and then ran to the vending machine and picked your favorite comfort food? You see, stress will trigger emotional eating in some individuals and we turn to food to cope with our emotions. This often leads to consuming unhealthy, unnourishing foods, and that kind of hinders us reaching our goal temporarily. And then our sleep gets all messed up because when we're stressed out, sometimes we find it hard to fall asleep and stay asleep because our brain's going and we're thinking about all the things we have to do, didn't do, didn't do right, got yelled at, whatever it is. Our brain's working and it keeps us up and that poor quality of sleep will affect our appetite hormones, ghrelin and leptin. One makes you feel full, one makes you feel um, hungry. They regulate your appetite, they regulate your metabolism usage or the rate you burn energy. So it's really important that we get good quality sleep. Again, that means we have to learn how to reduce stress. The last effect on the body I'm going to touch on, and I'm only going to touch on it because I believe it needs an entire episode, so keep your eye out for it, is chronic health conditions. There's a theory that chronic health conditions need all three of these things to trigger a full-blown attack of the health conditions. That's probably not the best word, but one is dietary or poor dietary choices. The other is the genetic component. And the third is some stressful trigger. When you have all three of these, it's a perfect storm to develop that chronic health conditions. So prolonged stress can either contribute to the development or actually exacerbate all of these different health conditions. That is why it's so important. We wanna make sure that we learn how to recognize the signs of stress and then learn how to mitigate it. So let's get into the next section where we're gonna learn how to recognize the signs of stress because without recognizing them, we'll have no idea how to manage them. There's three components or three areas that stress comes out. It's the physical, emotional, and behavior signs that are telling us that we are experiencing some kind of stress. The physical signs of stress are headaches or migraines, muscle tension and pain, fatigue or low energy, sleep disturbances such as insomnia or restless sleep, digestive issues are a big one, you get a stomach ache, indigestion, irritable bowel syndrome, constipation or diarrhea, changes in your appetite, either increased or decreased, and a weakened immune system, meaning that you're getting sick a lot more often. The emotional signs of stress are things like being irritable, being moody, being angered or angered easily, anxiety or a sense of restlessness. Then you can also be feeling overwhelmed or unable to relax. 
Now at work or in life, you may have difficulty concentrating or making any decisions like you can't make one for the life of you, feeling sad or depressed, like that one's kind of obvious, and increased emotional sensitivity or crying spells like little things, stupid things will trigger crying or being overly emotional. Now I know some of those emotional ones sounded like behavioral ones, but we're going to get into more behavioral signs of stress. Uh, changing in eating habits, such as overeating or not eating. Increased uses of medicating substances like tobacco, alcohol, drugs. Please don't do drugs. Um, social withdrawal or isolation. Are you not wanting to leave your house, not wanting to go out with friends and do things like that? that that's a really big sign of stress. Procrastination or difficulty in completing tasks. Increased reliance on unhealthy coping mechanisms. We kind of talked about overeating, emotional eating, um, drugs and alcohol, but also excessive shopping, excessive gaming, maybe anything that you do to excess. It could even be excessive exercise just as a way to get out of coping with what you're doing. And then having some trouble with your relationships, having more conflicts, and, and not getting along with your loved ones. Now, everybody will experience and display stress slightly differently. Some may have physical symptoms, some may have emotional or behavioral. So we need to be aware of all the signs so that you can monitor your own stress and start identifying when you're more stressed than normal or just incredibly stressed for long periods of time. Now, if you notice any of these signs I just talked about that are interfering with your daily life or persisting way too long, you might actually need to seek some support from um, a healthcare professional, a counselor, your priest, your minister, your rabbi, whatever it is that you can go to to talk to to help you manage and assist in mitigating some of these stress, especially if it's affecting your life and your relationships. We don't want stress to have that much of a negative impact. And at that point, you might actually need outside help to help mitigate your stress. So now that we kind of have some idea of what to watch out for, let's look at some ways that we can try to manage and relieve stress on our own. The number one way to affect stress or mitigate it is exercise. Now, don't get stressed out thinking you have to exercise and do hours and hours of exercise. That's not what I'm talking about. Engaging in some sort of regular physical activity. Get outside, go for a walk, do some morning stretches, do some yoga. Things like that is all you need to do. You don't need to go to the gym for two to three hours a day because that will just add to your stress. You want to do things that relieve stress. Do you like to swim? Do you like to hike? Do you like to go for a bike ride? All of those are forms of exercise. Exercise does this by releasing endorphins, which naturally boost your mood. So we want to do something, some kind of movement. It'll promote better sleep on top of it, increase your energy, and it just gives you a healthy outlet to release the stress. One of the first things I love to do is yoga because you have to focus so much on not falling that it takes your mind off of your stress and you get the physical exercise. It's a win-win. Relaxation techniques is the next thing we wanna to touch on to relieve our stress, 
breathing exercises, some sort of meditation, prayer, um, muscle relaxation, yoga, I already mentioned that one. Those are all ways of reducing your stress. It calms the mind when we do things like this. And in meditation, there is a misconception that you have to empty your mind. That's not exactly what meditation is. You basically try to focus on one thing and as things come up to your mind, you kind of release it and go back to your focus. So you want to have a calm mind, promote a sense of peace in the area. Maybe when you meditate, instead of trying to meditate and clear your mind, put on some kind of music that's relaxing and just focus on the music. Try to uh, release all that negativity that you've had throughout the day, any negative thoughts, acknowledge them, release them as you go. Deep breathing exercises are huge. There's things you can do, especially when you're um, feeling some acute stress. There is the square box breathing technique, which is incredibly helpful. Uh, doing some of those breathing and relaxation techniques are one way of many to help relieve stress. Another way to reduce stress is prioritizing some self-care. Taking some time out for you and doing things that help you relax, whatever that is. Reading, a bath, listening to music, spending time in nature, some kind of hobby. Whatever that is, incorporate those into your routine regularly. If all you are doing is dealing with your family and working, you're not giving yourself any outlet of you time to do things you enjoy. And it could be spending time with your significant other. That's a form of self-care. Having these relationships and doing things that you enjoy takes your mind off of it, but it gives you some sense of happiness, which negates the stress. But establishing a support system is another way to help because you're reaching out to your friends and your family, support groups, when you're feeling stressed out, Sharing what's going on can often help you break down what's going on and see if it's as serious or having an outside influence can help you feel better about the situation and maybe they can help you uh, with some support or ideas of how to mitigate this challenging time. The other thing is very important, which I'm not the best at and I am working strongly at it, is managing my time. We can create our own stress with poor time management because we are not setting realistic goals for how long things take or trying to accomplish too much in such a short period of time that we're always on the go. So breaking things down, especially big things into smaller steps that are more manageable and can fit in the time you have will help relieve some of the stress. And finally, the most common sense thing coming from a holistic nutritionist is practicing healthy lifestyle habits. You want to ensure that you are staying hydrated, that you are eating good, wholesome, healthy foods that work with your body, getting enough sleep, getting in some movement. We've talked about some of these, but staying hydrated and eating right for you will impact your resilience to stress. Limit excess alcohol, limit excess sugar. People don't understand in reality how both of those affect the way we react to situations. Sugar can have a huge impact 
on our mood when we're reacting to stressful situations. So limiting it to an amount that doesn't affect you. For some, that might be zero. For me, I know it's zero. I've done this experiment. I was more even keel on a mood level, even under stress, once I eliminated sugar from my diet. Knowing that impact, I will never go back to as much sugar as I ever eat. Do I still have it on a rare occasion? Of course, you know, there's events where sometimes you have a sweet treat, but it's rare. It is not something I indulge in often or on a daily basis any longer. So learning what your triggers are in foods that affect your mood, affect your, affect your anxiety, and your overall well-being is huge. So start learning what foods help you stay grounded nutritionally, make your health better, um, so that you can avoid stress. Some, for some, caffeine will exacerbate stress. So we want to make sure that we're sticking to healthy habits. Movement, we talked about getting good sleep. Again, eating good nutritious foods for your body. We don't want to eat things that upset us because we're already upset. Staying hydrated. So those are my tips on how to mitigate stress. And just to wrap things up, just remember, you've got to find the right combination of stress management te techniques that work for you. So it's going to require playing around with different things that don't stress you out more because some will. So find what works best for you, be patient, and have some self-compassion. And if it's really, really bad, do not feel shame in reaching out to a professional. Sometimes we need somebody who can help us deal with what's going on in our life. So seek professional help if it is that bad and what you're doing isn't working because chronic overwhelm, chronic stress can really, really be a huge detriment to your entire well-being and we don't want that. So for today, we're covered stress. I want you to pick a few techniques and try them out and figure out the best way for you to mitigate stress and go from there. Until next time, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what you heard today, I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Sharing is caring after all. Share the podcast with others that will find the information helpful. It's through your support that I can continue to grow and bring more amazing content. And if you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me, and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out, share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. See you later.